Welcome to the podcast for St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School Sherman Center that's in Random Lake, Wisconsin, north of Milwaukee and south of Sheboygan. We're pleased to share with you recent sermons and Bible classes from our congregation. We welcome you to join us for Divine Service Sundays at 9.30 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We have Bible classes currently offered at 8.15 a.m. on Sunday. Join us to receive the Lord's Word and His gifts. Good morning. Welcome to the Congregation at Prayer. I'm Pastor Gillespie. I'm from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School in Sherman Center. That's Random Lake, Wisconsin. And uh, I did want to note one thing. If you were following along with your uh, printed guide uh, that I mailed out, the, uh, I actually mixed up the second reading. So the reading we had yesterday about uh, gall and vinegar to drink from Psalm 69 would have made more sense today <laughs> with our reading from Matthew. That's okay. Uh, Isaiah 52 and Isaiah 60, or excuse me, Psalm 69, both are appropriate during Passion Tide. Uh, today we'll have Isaiah 52, which is what we should have had yesterday. Let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I thought maybe we'd sing the psalm today, so sing along if you're able and you're home. We give thanks to you, O God. We give thanks, for your name is near. We recount your wondrous deeds. At the time, set time, that I appoint, I will judge with equity. When the earth totters and all its inhabitants, it is who keep It is I who keep steady its pillars. I say to the boastful, do not boast, and to the wicked, do not lift up your horn. Do not lift up your horn on high, or speak with haughty neck. For not from the east or from the west and not from the wilderness comes lifting up. But it is God who executes judgment, putting down one and lifting up another. For in the hand of the Lord there is a cup with foaming wine well mixed, and he pours out from it and all the wicked of the earth shall drain it down to the dregs. But I will declare it forever. I will sing praises to the God of Jacob. All the horns of the wicked I will cut off, but the horns of the righteous shall be lifted up. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, 
is now, and will be forever. Amen. It's a little tricky to sing by yourself. (laughs) Our memory verse for this week from 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9. Say it with me. Jesus said, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9. At our catechism for today. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his manservant or maidservant, his ox or donkey or anything that belongs to your neighbor. And now from the Table of Duties, Romans 13. Everyone must submit himself to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Consequently, he who rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted, and those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers hold no terror for those who do right, but for those who do wrong. Do you want to be free from fear of the one in authority? Then do what is right, and he will commend you. For he is God's servant to do you good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword for nothing. He is God's servant, an agent of wrath to bring punishment on the wrongdoer. Very good. Our narrative reading for today, which will be also the focus of our catechesis, is Matthew 27. Now, as they came out, they found a man of Cyrene, Simon by name, and him they compelled to bear his cross. And when they had come to a place called Golgotha, that is to say, place of a skull, they gave him sour wine mingled with gall to drink. But when he had tasted it, he would not drink. Then they crucified him and divided his garments, casting lots, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet. They divided my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. Sitting down, they kept watch over him there, and they put up over his head the accusation written against him, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Then two robbers were crucified with him, one on the right and another on the left. And those who passed by blasphemed him, wagging their heads and saying, You who would destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. If you are the Son of God, come down from the cross. Likewise, the chief priests also, mocking with the scribes and elders, said, He saved others. Himself he cannot save. If he is the king of Israel, let him now come down from the cross, and we will believe in him. He trusted in God. Let him deliver him now, if he will have him, for he said, I am the Son of God. Even the robbers who were crucified with him reviled him with the same thing. Now from the sixth hour until the ninth hour there was darkness over all the land. And about the ninth hour Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lamech sabachthani, 
that is, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Some of those who stood there, when they heard that, said, This man is calling for Elijah. Immediately one of them ran and took a sponge, filled it with sour wine, and put it on a reed, and offered it to him to drink. The rest said, Let him alone. Let us see if Elijah will come to save him. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice, and yielded up his spirit. Then behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth quaked, and the rocks were split, and the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the graves after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. So when the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and the things that had happened, they feared greatly, saying, This, truly this was the Son of God. And many women who followed Jesus from Galilee, ministering to him, were there looking on from afar, among whom were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of Zebedee's sons. There ends the reading. And our second reading is from Isaiah chapter 52. For thus says the Lord God, My people went down at first into Egypt to dwell there. Then the Assyrian oppressed them without cause. Now therefore, what have I here, says the Lord, that my people are taken away for nothing? Those who rule over them make them wail, says the Lord, and my name is blasphemed continually every day. Therefore my people shall know my name. Therefore they shall know in that day that I am he who speaks. Behold, it is I. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news, who proclaims peace, who brings glad tidings of good things, who proclaims salvation, who says to Zion, Your God reigns. Your watchmen shall lift up their voices. With their voices they shall sing together, for they shall see eye to eye when the Lord brings back Zion. Break forth into joy. Sing together, you waste places of Jerusalem. For the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord has made bare his holy arm in the eyes of all the nations. And all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. There ends the second reading. I said the second reading uh, actually went with yesterday's <laughs> narrative reading, but I see that it actually corresponds really well with today's as well. Um, the Lord has made bare his holy arm, made bare his son, Jesus. And in Jesus, we see the salvation of the whole world. It's actually at his cross um, that Zion is gathered and that we rejoice and that we sing together with the cross of Christ and that he has redeemed us by his suffering and death. I also notice that the first part, which seems to be um, like a second, sec secondary thought. It actually corresponds really well, too, with um, the salvation of our Lord at the cross, because there you see, my name is blasphemed continually every day. And we heard in the reading how the name, King of the Jews, was put above his cross. All right, so for catechesis on our reading from Matthew 27, it's a little bit of a long reading, so um, bear with me here a little bit as we get through it. All right. Whom did they meet while living, leaving the city? Look at verse 32. They found a man of Cyrene, Simon by name. What did the soldiers have Simon do? 
compelled him to carry the cross. Where then did they lead Jesus? A place called, verse 33, Golgotha. And Golgotha means place of a skull. Think about that name, especially in connection, uh, as we've been discussing for the last week or so, with Genesis 3, the promise of salvation in the offspring. The seed of the woman would crush the serpent's head, Genesis 3.15. The cross is like a dagger planted into the skull that represents the curse of death brought by the serpent. Also, just as a side note, um, often you'll see in, in classical art of the cross, you'll see at the foot of the cross a skull. Not just because it's called the place of the skull, um, but perhaps that is Adam's skull. What did the soldiers offer Jesus to drink? That's in verse 34. They gave him sour wine mingled with gall. What did they do with Jesus' clothes? Clothes? They divided his garments and cast lots for them. What was written above his head? This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. And maybe too, in classic art of the of a crucifix, you've seen above it I N R I I N R I. That's actually the Latin, Jesus Nazarenus Rex Iodorium, which means Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. Just as Pilate had them right in Greek and Latin and Aramaic. Who first came looking for the King of the Jews in Matthew's Gospel? Think Matthew chapter 2. Wasn't that long that we heard Matthew 2? That's the king, or the, the magi, excuse me, coming to find the king of the Jews. And here we hear the same at the end of the story. Who were crucified with Jesus? Two robbers, of course, verse 38. And what were the people saying to Jesus? Save yourself. Save yourself. You see that in verse 40, if you are the son of God. Since you can destroy the temple and build it in three days, come down from the cross. Who else said, if you are the son of God? (laughs) Quiz from Matthew's gospel. If you are the son of God. Oh yes, we just heard that at the beginning of Lent. That was the temptation of the devil in the wilderness. Matthew 4. Who else is mocking Jesus? the chief priests, the scribes, and the elders, verse 41. And what were they saying? There it is. He saved others. Himself he cannot save. If he is the king of Israel, let him now come down from the cross, and we will believe in him. (laughs) So what important truth did the chief priests recognize about Jesus? as they said in verse 43. What important truth? Right there at the beginning. He trusted in God. Why is that important for our salvation? We've been talking about this in relation to John's passion, but also it's true here in Matthew. It is the perfect faith of Jesus, the complete faith of Jesus that saves us because our faith is weak and imperfect. He trusted in the will of the Father for us and he accomplished it. 
What truth is behind the words of the mockers? So that includes the chief priests, scribes, and elders, but also the robbers who were crucified with him. Jesus really is <laughs> the Son of God, who would be rescued by his Father and whom he trusted. They meant it as a, as a joke, but um, this is actually true. This is what happens. He trusted uh, the Father would save him. The King of Israel would be raised to life again on the third day and save us from death, and he would gather his Israel. That's you. Why wouldn't Jesus save himself? Just as the chief priest said, he trusted in the Father to save him. Again, who else mocked him? Not just the chief priests, scribes, and elders, but also the robbers. When were all these things prophesied? Now, we heard Isaiah 52. Um, that's part of what's called the Suffering Servant Song. And it keeps going all the way into 53. So if you look at the beginning of chapter 53 of Isaiah, it goes like this. Who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He has no form or comeliness. And when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him and by his stripes we are healed. All we, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before his shearers is silent. So he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment. And who will declare his generation? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgressions of my people, he was stricken. And they made his grave with the wicked and with the rich at his death, because he had done no violence, nor was there any deceit in his mouth. Now here's the important part. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. When you make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed and he shall prolong his days. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the labor of his soul and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant shall justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bore the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. I know it's a little bit long, but hmm, beautiful stuff, isn't it? Uh, for that reason, I think it's Luther, among others probably, who said that Isaiah was the fifth evangelist, because we hear the gospel confessed so brilliantly there in prophecy. All right, now moving on. When did darkness come upon the land? From the sixth hour to the ninth hour. What's the sixth hour? 
I know my catechumens know this because I kind of drill it. <laughs> Makes it helps you understand the Bible a little bit better. The sixth hour uh, in the Jewish reckoning is six hours after daybreak, so roughly noon. And what did Jesus cry out about the ninth hour, or roughly 3 p.m.? Eli, Eli, Lamech, Sabachthani, which is thankfully translated there for you from Aramaic to, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Where are those words found? We'll hear these tomorrow as we study John's Passion, Psalm 22. We also will pray that on Monday, Thursday. What does the context of the psalm teach us about these words? Jesus was really calling out in the confidence of faith that his father would rescue him from the enemies who surrounded him. What did the people think Jesus was saying? Verse 47, this man is calling Elijah. What did one of them do for Jesus? They took the sponge, filled it with sour wine, put it on a reed, and gave it to him. And what did the others say? Let us see if Elijah will come and save him. What did Jesus do after this? He cried out with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. Verse 50. What's the significance of this? Think about what that might signify or show. Oh, excuse me, I got ahead of myself. Let's do the temple curtain next. <laughs> That's the one I wanted to cover. The temple curtain was torn in two from top to bottom. The earthquake and the rock split. All right, what's the significance of that? Even better. <laughs> Jesus is opening the way to the Father, but through his body. Remember, his body is the temple that will be raised up in three days. What's the significance? Excuse me, what other signs took place? The earthquake, the rock split, the graves were opened. And then what happened? This is unique to Matthew's passion account. What happened at the graves? Many of the bodies of the saints were raised. And what happened after Jesus rose? They went into the holy city and appeared to many. And then one of the uh, most beautiful confessions here, the confession of the Roman centurion, verse 54, is, Truly, this was the Son of God. I emphasize Roman centurion. This is a confession of faith from a Gentile. A Gentile. Now, who's watching from afar? Mary Magdalene, we see that. Mary, the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of Zebedee's sons. Of course, those are James and John. What's the significance of the mother of Zebedee's sons being there? Well, she was the one, if we look at Matthew 20, verse 20 to 28, maybe I'll go there. Okay, Matthew 20, 20 to 28. Then the mother of Zebedee's sons came to him with her sons, kneeling down and asking something from him. And he said to her, what do you wish? She said to him, grant that these two sons of mine may sit, one on your right hand and the other on your left in your kingdom. But Jesus answered and said, you do not know what you ask. Are you able to drink the cup that I am to, about to drink and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? They said to him, we are able. So he said to them, 
You will indeed drink my cup and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with, but to sit on my right hand and on my left is not mine to give, but it is for those whom for whom it is prepared by my Father. And when the ten heard it, they were greatly displeased with the two brothers. But Jesus called them to himself and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and those who are great exercise authority over them, yet it shall be or it shall not be so among you. But whoever desires to become great among you, let him be your servant. And whoever desires to be first among you, let him be your slave, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Again, it was the mother of Zebedee's sons in Matthew's gospel who came with them and kneeled down and asked of him to have her son sit at his left and his right. But now at the cross, she has witnessed the robbers on his left and his right, of course, as he is labeled the king of the Jews. Now for our meditation. Jesus trusted in his father to save him from the power of death itself. He did not try to save himself, but relied on the God of Elijah to show who is really God. It was the testimony of his father that would reveal Jesus as the true son. By Jesus' faithfulness, the veil of the temple was torn so that we may enter the most holy place in the presence of the Father through the veil of Christ's flesh. Hebrews 10, 19. He drank the bitter wine of his Father's anger that we might receive the sweet wine of salvation in the Blessed Supper. The power of the grave is shattered so that the bodies of the saints are released from its power. By the resurrection of Christ, it is revealed that the saints shall come forth from the grave and enter into the heavenly Jerusalem. At Jesus' death, the Gentile centurion confessed that God had come in the flesh while the Jews denied it. Though the Jews so carefully listened to Jesus' words and remembered them, they did not believe that he was the Son of God. On the other hand, the disciples heard and did not remember or believe his words about his resurrection from the dead. We are called to hear these words of Christ's death, remember them, and cling to them in faith for our only salvation. There ends our meditation. We continue with our hymn, uh, but I think rather than, rather than sing it, since we sang the psalm, um, this is another option, of course, as you use our congregation at prayer each day, um, that you can actually read the psalm, or excuse me, read the hymn as we read the psalm usually um, to help with memory as if it's poetry, because it is. Christ, the life of all the living, Christ, the death of death, our foe, who, thyself for me once giving to the darkest depths of woe, through thy sufferings, death, and merit, I eternal life inherit. Thousand, thousand thanks shall be, dearest Jesus, unto thee. Thou, ah, thou hast taken on thee bonds and stripes, a cruel rod, Pain and scorn were heaped upon thee, O thou sinless Son of God. Thus didst thou my soul deliver from the bonds of sin forever. Thousand, thousand thanks shall be, dearest Jesus, unto thee. Thou hast borne the smiting only, that my wounds might all be whole. Thou hast suffered, sad and lonely, rest to give my weary soul. Yea, the curse of God enduring, Blessing unto me, securing. Thousand, thousand thanks shall be, dearest Jesus, unto thee. Heartless scoffers did surround thee. 
treating thee with shameful scorn, and with piercing thorns they crowned thee, all disgrace thou, Lord, hast borne, that as thine thou mightest own me, and with heavenly glory crown me. Thousand, thousand thanks shall be, dearest Jesus, unto thee. Thou hast suffered men to bruise thee, that from pain I might be free. Falsely did thy foes accuse thee, thence I gain security. Comfortless thy soul did languish, me to comfort in my anguish. Thousand, thousand thanks shall be, dearest Jesus, unto thee. Thou hast suffered great affliction, and hast borne it patiently, even death by crucifixion fully to atone for me. Thou didst choose to be tormented, that my doom should be prevented. Thousand, thousand thanks shall be, dearest Jesus, unto thee. Then, for all that wrought my pardon, for thy sorrows deep and sore, for thine anguish in the garden, I will thank thee evermore. Thank thee for thy groaning, sighing, for thy bleeding and thy dying, for that last triumphant cry, and shall praise thee, Lord, on high. We confess together our common faith by the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We pray the collect uh, for Utica together. O God, whose glory it is always to have mercy, be gracious to all who have gone astray from your ways, and bring them again with penitent hearts and steadfast faith to embrace and hold fast the unchangeable truth of your word. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We pray for marriage and family, that husbands and wives, parents and children, live in ordered harmony according to the word of God, for parents who must rear their children alone, for our communities and neighborhoods. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. We pray for all those who are sick, those suffering with COVID-19, Sarah, Marcella, Jan, Brad, Janet, Carol, Chris, and Sandy, Linda, Joan, Ken, Aaron, Brian, Carol, and Dale. We pray for all those who are administering care to those who are ill, the doctors and physicians, especially those who are on the front lines, so to speak, of those um, treating COVID-19. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Pray the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. 
and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And we pray Luther's morning prayer. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger. And I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. I thank you for joining us today for our congregation at prayer. Um, I'm doing this again to uh, demonstrate to all of our households uh, how you might use what has normally been printed and put in our service folder and you receive on Sunday morning uh, at divine service and be able to pray this in your own home. Now you have an idea of how to go through um, and pray the parts of the service. It takes a little bit longer for me because I, of course, have that catechesis time and uh, um, you have that option, of course, to omit and to add um, as, well, as your devotion um, begs. Also, I uh, did want to actually encourage those people who haven't had that regular habit of daily prayer um, to use the congregation of prayer. And, and one thing that's really important is rather than just read um, all the parts, to actually read it out loud. Um, even if you're alone, say, um, in the nursing home or you're single, uh, to read the, whole, read, read the readings out loud. Uh, Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. I I know you don't have a preacher there, but this is a good way to do it. All right. So, uh, my pleasure to be with you again, and uh, we'll see you soon. We thank you for listening to this podcast from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church, Sherman Center, in Random Lake, Wisconsin. If this podcast is of benefit to you, please consider supporting the work of St. John by visiting stjohnrandomlake.org, that's stjohnrandomlake.org, slash support, and give today.